gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious! Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward! Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by the cream in your tea, your favourite wrestler's favourite podcaster, the Seagun Cannon, the physical embodiment of a left back, the Boris Johnson of professional wrestling podcasting, Nick Davey. And I'm really, really good at Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, I was going to say you're really, really good at MySpace. That, oh. <laughs> well, I, I love that. My favourite wrestler on the Indies. So, uh, yeah, my favourite uh, nickname you've done for me, yeah. Oh, and pick. also, it's I play right back, not left back. Oh, but I, I can do a job at left back. <laughs> Twenty, 20 uh, yeah, people trying to look for a left back. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? Yeah, very well. Yourself? I'm good. I'm dying of hay fever. The the day the flying ants come out, I'm dying. It doesn't matter how many tablets I take that day. I'm, I'm so hot. Hottest day of the year in England for our American listeners. It's going to be worse on Thursday. I don't know about up, up north, but it's going to be even worse on Thursday. It's I think, going to be I think, uh, um, 31, it's going to be here, I think. Of, it's down here, it's 37 in yeah. where I work. In yeah, it wasn't too bad in work, but I just I got, I got hit by heat when I walked out. So it's, just... <laughs> it's one of those ones where you get off like the aer- when you get off, like, the aeroplane when you go abroad. Yeah. yeah. It felt like that when I left my office at 5 o'clock. It was just... Yeah, same here. I had two fans pointing at me all day. <laughs> so when I walked out, I was like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the aircon on full blast and fans and what have you and everything. So, yeah, it was a, a bit of a shock leaving that office and then getting onto a sweaty, sweaty, sweaty London train. All right, so we, we have a really fun show plan for you we'll try we're going to do something a little bit different we're going to include an interview we've just done in the show so hopefully you'll enjoy it so um so after the news we'll discuss progress's new title then we'll have an interview with uh, impact wrestling star willie mack and then we'll finish with a discussion about AEW news our hopes for wednesday night dynamite and give our predictions for all out so um just one WWE bit to start. We didn't get to talk about it last week, so Bray Wyatt has made his long-awaited return to WWE with a surprise attack on Finn Balor. Um, yeah, I mean, I was part of me when it happened. I couldn't help but uh, obviously get excited, but then the other part of me was like, that's the end of the Firefly Funhouse, isn't it? One of my favourite segments ever, ever, I think, in WWE of like a, a weekly segment finished. So... I knew this day was going to come. It had to end eventually. The funhouse. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's worse ways they could have started it. I mean, they made it. They made a good start. Um, if they, I mean, if they got him to beat the demon, I think that's the, probably the best start they could think of. Yeah, it makes sense, especially if he goes and beats the demon. Given that the demon always wins, yeah. So it'd be nice to. It wouldn't do Finn any harm. Plus, isn't Finn off as well for a, for a little bit? So yeah, this but, could be. We, <clears throat> Yeah, he's going to have um, two months off in September, October. So. 
So that could be quite. That could be. It could all fit in quite well as well in the long run, if you take into consideration that if Finn does turn heel as well when he comes back and maybe sides with the club, you could. That could even lead into that. So, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, it started off. Very, it started off very well. Happy to see him on TV, and it'll just be interesting I go. But it's just a case of holding the nerves that WWE. Please just don't. Bugger this up! I think that's just my that is just my biggest fear. Yeah, I, I was so excited. I think we all were so excited to see him. I mean, the pro, the, the funhouse has just been probably the highlight. I think of WWE. In 2019. I think, I think they could still keep doing the funhouse, but just use them very sparingly in the ring. And most of the time, we see him in the funhouse. Could work, yeah. <clears throat> I hope it doesn't lead to a bloody like house of fun house or whatever. You fun house it. of horror. <laughs> oh god! Uh, but oh. yeah, yes, you could keep it running. Like you could have have him in sometimes in the arena, sometimes in there, and, and what have you. Yeah, have it like back in the day where you literally he has one match a month max on TV, but most the rest of the time it's all fun house stuff or vignettes or backstage. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not it's not impossible that I don't mess it up, but I just um, yeah we've been disappointed before with great segments, and then it all just pairs pe- pe- out. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, as I say, but they they made a good start with it. In all fairness, it was I was expecting them to cock it up from the off. So we're off to they've already gone past my expectations already after week one. So let's hope. Uh, yeah, I imagine it'll be a SummerSlam match. For the for the god, you have to hope he wins the match at SummerSlam, and then it's, it's when they take him from there. Because I'm already worried, but I'm already starting to worry. That it's just going to be the same old randomly attack someone goes on to obviously yeah randomly attack someone, explains why, loses the feud, and then repeat. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I've said some people complaining that he was dressed as the fiend rather than the, him in a nice jumper, and I I don't get that why people complaining about that. <laughs> no, I think definitely start him off as a, um, in the mask, but then even like this, I haven't seen Raw this week, but I mean, it'll be a great idea to have him then maybe even you know, come out like that guy, uh, maybe come out as Bray yeah, with the jumper on and everything, and then being all like nice and everything like that. So um, oh, I think they made a great start of him in the mask, but then you can obviously always just put out a bit like they kind of did, but in a better way. When, <laughs> Corporate Kane was sort of being Corporate Kane slash uh, Monster Kane or Demon yeah. Kane, um, so you can keep you keep it like <clears throat> that as well. I think it's the correct way to start off, though. You might you have to start off with a bang. So <laughs> next week, have him come out in his leotard and get him to do the bustle bustle man dance. With the rest no, of the yeah, crowd. <laughs> well, hopefully, well, I, and I hope you see. Um, I hope you also see the all the uh, obviously all the toys as well come out. Um, what were they called? I've probably called them blank with half of them. They're called Huskus the Pig. Huskus the Pig. Um, Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Sister Rabbit. Abigail. Sister Abigail. The Vince. The Devil. Devil Vince. And what's the end? Is the um, Buzzard. Mercy, Mer- Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah. Mercy, that's it. Yeah. So hopefully we see them as well come on TV. Yeah. That, <laughs> um, I've got one little bit of... Um, Another bit of WWE news. So, um, following WWE Network special Smackville, are you planning to watch that next week? Um, in all honesty, I can't see myself having time, but <laughs> ne- never say never. Ne- uh, is it again? Sorry, Smackville, whatever it is. The 27th, so Saturday. Oh, okay. I mean, I 
mean, I could if I want to, though. <laughs> so, but, but after that show, they've got a, a network special titled Rebuilding the Big Show. It's an hour, an hour presentation that looked at, looks at the Big Show's 25-year career and his, um, how he's been recovering from his recent surgery. So that's, that could be interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most intriguing part about it, because I always wanted to know is when obviously you got into that shape um, recently, um, I mean, it was obviously around 2016, it was post sort of the rule when they did the brand split again, um, when he got into great shape and then kind of had his few ongoing feud, I suppose, of Strowman. Yeah. Um, I, had not, I had a lot of time for him to get in that shape because it did, it's really helped Strowman out as well in that feud because their matches are actually great. I really enjoyed their matches, Strowman and Big Show. Mm-hmm. And it really helped Strowman get over so much as well with him getting into that shape as well. And above all, it just made Big Show look a lot better as well, didn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. And he's, he's always been a bit up and down. So when he returned, obviously, in 2008, no way out, when he attacked Bray, when he came back as a face and then turned heel in the same night. <laughs> um, he, um, yeah, he, he was... Um, yeah, he obviously came... Uh, yeah, he, he was in good shape that night uh, and then he started putting it back on again so and I think as well 2001 we already returned in fairly good shape so that was when he was sent to OVW to lose weight wasn't it so. yeah that's right yeah <laughs> so um, no I mean that'd be interesting that'd be a good watch or even further down the line it'd be always a nice watch especially an hour long so yeah <clears throat> and finally um, we've launched our website finally <laughs> launched our website uh, brokenglorious.com where you can find not only our podcasts and interviews with all the latest news from WWE, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, MLW Progress and the rest of the British scene so please check it out What's up y'all, this is the one and only Chocolate Thunder Willie Mac and you're listening to Broke but Glorious On Sunday um, Progress owner Jim Smallin announced the retirement of the Atlas title so um you are the progress guy on the show, so were you disappointed the Atlas title was gone? Um, no, I think it was the right time for it to go, and honestly, I think, um, I think obviously, it was a great concept at the start with the tournament, and uh, then, obviously, with the, I was there at Brixton Academy when they crowned the first champion between Rampage and Joe Coffey. It's yeah. done the job. I liked it a lot when Rampage was sort of the um, champion. They did all the open challenges, but it, it's had some great champions, Matt Riddle, uh, Walter, um, Doug uh, Williams, Trent Seven. Doug, Doug Williams. Doug Williams was um, obviously a great one as well. At the end of his career, that was fantastic. Yeah, Trent Seven. Trent Seven. Versus Doug was a great match for Wembley last year. It was. Um, Honoured to see Doug's, Doug's last match, and um, we've got obviously a very rightful send off there at the biggest independent show of all time. So I think it was the biggest independent show of all time. Um, <laughs> And um, it was um, a great scene for him. And it's done really well for, obviously, pushing on. We've seen Matt Riddle, the success of him, Walter, success of him. So I think the right was on the wall when, obviously, Walter said that he was giving up the um, the title to go and chase the progress title. That sort of, not devalued it as such, but it kind of did. And then I think Trent made a good thing. Made, I think, it, I think it, all, it was the perfect time. And then Trent used that as a good way of them having a match for the side so where Trent then said obviously in his uh, in the promo before that match at Super Strong style of it disrespected everyone that's held it um, and Trent obviously then that Trent went and lost the title well 
making water crammed undisputed champion. So I think that was all booked brilliantly. And yeah, I think it is the right time because there's only so many big lands that you can have that are actually qualifying that are out yeah. to obviously wrestle for the, for the side. So, um, so yeah, no, perfect. I think it's the right time. And I think they booked it. I think it's been booked very well. Um, by the, as usual by the um, guys. And I think, yeah, it's right. It has run its course. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed because you don't see a purely heavyweight title these days. Yeah, just having a really fun, hot, fun hoss matches for Bells. Yeah. Well, it, it started off as a good time because I think it started off when they. Um, I was at the Progress, my first ever Progress show, actually, funny enough, was at the show where they announced that Progress was going to get host two and qualifiers for the Cruiserweight, open, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic yes, on yeah. the network. Um, so then I think Jim said, we, we, we don't want to just be about, obviously, the Cruiserweights. We, um, we're going to announce uh, there's going to be an Atlas Championship. Anyone who's over um, £309 or so, two, £205. So, so oh, the Cruiserweights are under £205. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, anyone sorry, who's over £205 <laughs> can get it. So I was thinking of that. Um, I was thinking, I've forgotten who it was. Uh, when I was out in America. I went to Nordics, by the way. Uh, someone <laughs> came out one night and uh, had a 305 live show on, which was very good merch. Um, <laughs> so I was getting mixed up. But yeah, no, um, it's definitely run its course. Then. Just really excited to see this new belt. I think it's a great concept. Yeah, so then Small, Smallman then announced that the new Progress Proteus Championship. Yeah, Proteus, yep, yep. So that's off the, um, stemming off the Greek um, sea god Proteus, who he had the ability to change into any form yeah, at will. Yeah, history lesson, history so, lesson. <laughs> so in the spirit of the namesake, the belt will truly be unique, that it will be able to defend, defend it under any stipulation that the current champion chooses. So Smallman went on to say that Proteus title could be a hardcore title. Or even a dance off title, he said. Which um, Sugar Dunkerton liked that tweet. Where it's, it's like, oh, you've got my attention now. <laughs> so, well, it's, it, 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 I think it's yeah, great little concept there because you can have all sorts. You can have your, your, you can get all sorts out of the belt, can't you? You can get obviously if you've got technical wrestlers, you can get a submission match. Uh, if you've got death fighters, you can get obviously a death match, hardcore match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got your high flyers, you can even put a, throw a ladder in there. Um, and then for your comedy gimmicks as well, you can even do like, like a, a dance-off. So you, you can get all aspects. You can get obviously a very serious blood fight almost. You can get then obviously a very great technical match out of it. And you can also get your comedy matches out of it. So no, really great concept. Um, you can also apply, obviously, a lot of logical thinking as well to the champion. Yeah. I think I mentioned this, so naturally, if you hold the belt, you're not going to then, and if your next challenge is Jimmy Havoc, you're not going to go, oh, I'll challenge you to a death match, well, unless you obviously <laughs> want to prove well, even, Yeah, even then, if you want to prove the point, you can it even allows the wrestlers to do that in a, in a way. So, yeah. um, no, really great news. I'm just, um, yeah, it's making me uh, want to purchase a ticket for Ali Pally in September. I think I might have to, uh, yeah, do that, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a the concept of the title it cannot be boring. So you could, be, as you said, it could be a submissions tap out championship, and then a cage match MMA style title, and a cruiserweight title, and a street fight title. So it's a, yeah, so um, yeah, the local champion will be decided on Sunday, September fifteenth at Progress Chapter ninety five in a promotion's first ever Royal Rumble match. So, so um, who do you think will be the first champion, and what step do you reckon they'll pick for the belt? Um, so yeah, I think the first champion um, will be because obviously you've got a lot of com- competitors there. 
I reckon you know, they always like to go for a, 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 a well-known name, so to speak. He was done a lot of progress. I reckon Paul Robinson. I reckon that'd be a good one uh, as the first ever champion. And I think I reckon I can to see him uh, being quite tactical a bit. So yeah. if he's up against the like, up-and-coming youngsters, he'll probably give them like a death match or something, like a hardcore <laughs> match. Yeah. Um, or he's up against sort of season pro. Well, yeah, I think he'll do a lot of sort of hardcore sort of based. Um, matches and what have you so no I reckon Robbo I think, I think Paul Robinson he's been on a good run as well recently. that's a great chance quite, yeah. quite a few names yeah, so yeah Robbo's my pick I was thinking Jack Sabres Jr and he'll make like a tap out championship so I don't know whether he'll still be in Japan yeah. so I'm not sure yeah I think that's that was the worry is that because obviously one he won natural uh, not natural he's in super strong style um not this year, but the year before, and he couldn't even wrestle when because the original planned main event match was him versus um, uh, was against Water at Wembley, but he couldn't commit because of Japan. So I don't think they'll. I think it might be a bit risky going down with him. Yeah, that's awesome. I, think, I think also the idea as well of getting other titles because at the moment, the progress it mainly seems to be just the tag titles getting defended on, especially in the Camden shows recently. Yes. Yeah. So. So yeah, it'll be uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. But I think I imagine they want to go down the route of a well, well, obviously known progress wrestler, but also someone who can commit to quite a few shows as well. Yeah, I, th- I think Paul Roberts is a great show. So he didn't pop into my head at all. All right, so now it's time for our interview with Impact Superstar Willie Mack. So huge thanks to the Fight Network UK for setting up this interview and to. Steve Jackson to help me with the questions and for Willie for coming on and joining us he is a lovely bloke, I hope you enjoy the interview I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Willie Mack, how are you doing this evening Willie? Uh, doing pretty good, enjoying this hot weather out here and some video game playing Wow, oh, it's the hot, in, in the UK it's the hottest day of the year it's, I've got my iced tea I'm, <laughs> I'm sweating <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> we're not used to it over here so <laughs> Oh. Right, so, uh, huge thanks to the Fight Network UK for setting up this interview and for you for joining me. Um, so I just want to say you've, you've got such a unique style for a, a guy of your size. Um, growing up, were you a fan of like the cruiserweight wrestling? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then it's like you being uh, you watching people do that. You're like, hey, I could probably do most of that stuff. But then I end up being able to do all of it. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Was was there a wrestler you wanted to mold your style around, a particular wrestler? Uh, that's the thing. I didn't want to mold my style around one wrestler because I had too many I watched coming up, so I kind of rolled them, most of them all into one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to be like well-rounded, I guess you'll try to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> so take us back to your first match and what do you remember about it? In hindsight, did you enjoy it? Was it any good or...? Well, my first match was kind of, I was kind of nervous. Yeah. It was at a little Lucha Libre show out in wow. Del Monte. And yeah, I ended up going in there, my very first match, and had fun, did what I needed to do. Yeah. And I guess it was good for a debut match. It wasn't like no crazy five-star type deal, but it was good enough to get past. So yeah, oh, <laughs> the crowd was into it, so that's all I cared about. That's the number one thing, isn't it? As long as the crowd's behind you. Yeah. So, um, two, uh, 2019's been a great year for you and Impact. So what originally brought you to Impact Wrestling? Well, I had a weird predicament that happened to me in 2013. Yeah. 
that I know about until I went through my uh, Facebook messages. Because, you know, on Facebook, had that update a few years back. They had Messenger separate. Yes, yeah. From my actual Facebook, and, like, only people who was your friends, you could see messages. I got a message from, uh, damn, what's his name? Big John. He was a uh, part of the creatives over there at Impact. Yeah. And he hit me up in 2013. Wow, that long ago. Around October. And said, hey, we like your style. I'd like to see if you like to come out and be a part of Impact. But dumbass Facebook had separated both for the messenger and the regular Facebook. So I never saw that message until oh. 2018. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, I could have had a job all them years ago. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you debuted for Impact. I'm really mad about that. Wow. <laughs> so you debuted for yep. Impact at um Bound for Glory 2018, a great opening match um, where you teamed with Rich Swan against Ethan Page and Matt Seidel. Did you feel the pressure appearing in the opening match of your debut? Or were you really excited? No, I was just excited to finally be doing something with him. Because I worked with him before. It was just the, the New Orleans WrestleMania weekend when mm-hmm. it was Lucha Underground versus Impact. Yes, yeah. That was a great show. Yeah. When it was me and Killshot versus LAX for the tag titles, and I'm like, all right, I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. Next thing I know, a few weeks down the line, I said, hey, you want to come in and be at Bound for Glory? You and Rich versus Ethan and uh, Matt Seidel. I'm like, hell yeah, what you think? That was such a good good show last year. It's still, still one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, this past weekend, the mashup, that, was, that is my favorite impact this year so congratulations on that how was it um, teaming with Brian um, not Brian Gage um, Michael Elgin oh it was what it was we wasn't in there trying to like each other I knew it was going to go down to like getting that number one contender spot yeah but he had other plans but it was cool to see like because I ain't seen that done in a minute, like all the competitors who like have beef with each other, yeah. either throughout the year or throughout the years and impact teaming up to just see who can like coexist long enough to get that number one contender spot. And it was pretty, di- pretty good. It came off good. Yeah, um, you said you liked it, so I, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> well, they've, they've tried like strange bedfellow teams before, like tournaments in the past, and they don't seem to work very well. But this one, I thought, worked brilliantly. So, 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 so you've mentioned that um, Impact does yeah. joint shows. You've got one coming up with um, Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Are you excited to appear on that show? Yeah, because Impact ain't been to California in what, like, a good amount of years, like seven, eight years, maybe wow. or more. Yeah. Because I remember I was at pretty much all the California shows they did. I was there when they did it across the street from Disneyland back in the day. It was a house show. Yes. And then I remember I did went to the two Bound for Glories they had in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I saw Sting, Russell AJ, I think it was. Wow. And then it was AJ winning the title from Bully Ray. That's Ethan great Page, not Ethan yeah. Page, EC3 made his debut there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there for all that crazy stuff. Wow. <laughs> so, so you previously wrestled for Lucha Underground. Um, were you the 
you're very prom you're very prominent on the roster. Did the, this experience help elevate you up to your current position in the Impact? Well, I don't know. I guess so. Unless they just like my style anyway from other stuff they've probably seen on the internet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too sure what to take credit on and on, but yeah, it was one of those too. Yeah, I'm, is the, I'm guessing you're going to go into a feud with Michael Elgin now. Was this going to be like a number one contendership feud, do you reckon? Yeah, like whoever won the, uh, the mix-up thing, he would end up being number one contender. But I guess he skipped right past that and got him another title shot. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> I don't know how he did that, but it should be a great match this week. So. Yeah. So, so for many years, you appeared predominantly in Indies on, in the California area. Um, now that you're wrestling for Impact, which has a worldwide audience, have you seen your fan base grow? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I had a big fan base already, but now it's getting a little bigger. But I'm always remember the folks who had my back when I was like just doing the indie stuff. Because I'm still an indie dude, but it's like yeah. I'm on television now. It was like, it trips you out. And you think it'll be like difficult, but I've been doing TV wrestling since I got into wrestling pretty much. Yeah. Because with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they got the same setup. They teach you where hard cam is and teaching you how to stay in one specific area and get good shots for everybody. So I already knew the TV formula when I went in, so it wasn't really like a big difference. But now I get to travel all around the U.S. and other countries doing impact wrestling television and pay-per-views. Yeah, so is there in recent times you've wrestled for the NWA, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, now Impact. Does it, is it, does it feel like fun wrestling in so many promotions and having and being in such high demand? Yeah, it does, because especially like a dude like me coming up, chunky, fat, black dude, you don't get that many like opportunities like that. And like for ROH and Impact, NWA, who else? A bunch of other people just hitting you up, Dragon yeah. Gate. Wow. To be, like, on their shows, it's, like, a good thing, especially coming from where I started at. Because you dream about everybody hitting you up wanting you to be on their show, but, like, when it happens, you just sit back and be like, damn, I really accomplished something. <laughs> so last year you held the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Did it feel like you were representing the NWA in the current era? Yeah, it was crazy to me because I was pretty much the number two dude in the company. Yeah. And I was the very first national, like the revamped national champion, and it felt good to have that, have that honor to winning it, and having Magnum TA bring me the championship after I won it. So I've got, I've got a listener's question. So this will be the last question for me. So um, Joel asks, who on the current Impact roster are you most excited to wrestle? I really like to wrestle Moose. Wow, that'd be great. What the hell we could do? Because I know he can move and stuff like that and I want to see if I could make some magic with that food yeah I'd, I'd love to see you have a program with like somebody like Sam, um, Sammy Callahan because you have such contrasted styles I think you could make some magic with it there really yeah that would be cool yeah, be, I think that would be amazing so. <laughs> alright so before we go do you want to promote your social media yeah 
if y'all out there, you ain't following me yet, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go over <laughs> there, Instagram and Twitter. I got the same handle on both of them as Willie underscore Mac. And then I'm on Twitch is Willie Mac eighty seven. And then go over to my Pro Wrestling T store, picked up some Willie Mac merchandise because I got cats to feed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Follow my uh fan page. It's official Willie Mac on Facebook. And there that's about it. Get your info on there about me and where I'm gonna be at. I post. So yeah, you'll be up to date. Yeah, so I'll put links in the description below this interview. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was fun. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that interview. Again, huge thanks to Fight Network UK for setting up the interview and for Willie for coming on and joining us. If you prefer this format of the podcast where we have interviews as part of the show, let us know on Twitter at bbgwpod or email us bbgwpod at gmail.com feedback always appreciated yeah <laughs> and also as well as we're there though if you've got any also feedbacks to shows you'd like us to see us do or anything you want us to maybe review classic pay-per-views or all sorts or if you've got any any quiz concept any anything you would like to see us do on a show that you've liked before in the past maybe chuck us an email as well yeah so we're hoping to well have you probably noticed recently we are trying to be a weekly podcast now with Glenn from being a fortnightly to basically a weekly podcast now so <laughs> we're not quite a daily yet because yeah I have a life unless <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless someone's coming and pay us a uh, good bit of money then yeah it will be a uh, yeah then we might be doing, might consider a daily one but no it, it's a weekly uh, so yeah uh, for if anything you want to see us do or review get in contact yeah we've got some fun shows over the next couple of weeks planned so, um, I won't be on next week but Nick and Oliver are getting something fun together I think and then the week after we yeah, have so I was going to say yeah, and in two weeks time we've got the old, we've got the SummerSlam preview show so we are uh, discussing classic SummerSlam matches we'll give our I'd imagine our, wait have I got that right? yep yeah, uh, <laughs> so we'll be our top five SummerSlam matches I imagine but also SummerSlam is obviously a great pay-per-view stuff lots of fun matches and uh, moments from previous SummerSlam, so reminiscing about the good WWE times is always one of my uh, favourites. Yeah, and then obviously we'll have the SummerSlam review the week after, and I think the week after that we've got Steve Jackson on again, and we're going to do the top ten Ring of Honor tag teams, so that should be fun, and then, yeah, off into September then, so... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's your boy Hot Fire, and you're tuning in to Broken But Glorious. Alright, so I have a few AW news bits that I want to get your opinion on. So, StarCast Events posted a short clip on Twitter Thursday evening announcing that CM Punk will be scheduled to appear at StarCast 3 on 31st of August. So, according to a report in Sports Illustrated, Punk was scheduled to do one-on-one interviews and he would be meet and greets. Um, on the day he's scheduled to appear, so CM Punk is AEW confirmed then. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I um, oh, yeah, I mean, the Punk though, it's always a tough one, Punk, because I know you're in rest in the history of wrestling. You always say 
never say never, but, but Punk, he's always one that I've always thought, nah, he's done. He, he's he's not one that sort of keeps his cards, cards close to his chest. He's always been very direct in how he comes across about wrestling. Yeah. And I think that would hope he honestly just, just give, really removed the love he had for wrestling. They've just killed it. So I personally can't see it. Um, I mean, all the writings on the wall, AEW, it's in Chicago. It's obviously AEW. He, he likes he likes all the guys that run it. Yeah, it's it'll be fresh. And I think when you look at all the things, it does weigh up that yeah, it's probably it, it, it sort of makes sense enjoying that. But is it almost too obvious? So if he doesn't uh, come I, back for All Out, I can't see him ever coming back to wrestling. I could no, see I could see I, him joining AEW and possibly a commentating role more than a wrestling yeah. role, and then see if he gets the bug back, maybe. I was listening to um, a good thing about Punk as well the other day. Uh, it was actually a discussion with mate. He made a very good point, and he was sort of saying stuff on the lines of, um, I mean, I don't know how much money Punk's made in this time, but a lot. But he's obviously I don't, has he got any kids, Punk? No. Well, I don't, I don't, let's say he hasn't. But he's still got. He's still very young. So imagine he'll have kids one day, or him and AJ. I think he's family. thirty. I think he's a year older than me, so he might be thirty-eight. I think. Okay, so. Yeah, so he's probably got tons of kids and everything. So I imagine, I imagine, if you're offered what AEW can, they're obviously not as that the, um, they're not as, they're obviously quite wealthy still. Um, yeah. AEW. So how much do you reckon they'll offer him for a fight? Hundred k, maybe even more. Yeah. Probably more. Probably more. Yeah. I mean, he got, he got, he got more. I'm sure he got more than that for his USC fights. Yeah, I mean, so if you're offering him. Obviously, a lot of money. One or five Chicago, or one of one, or not even that. Just like a couple of appearances a year, almost. Because he doesn't have to. He, I think, also as well, he won't be doing crazy WWE hours where he does sort of. Well, they've they've, they've they've said that they're not doing house shows. um, Yeah. AEW. I think Tony Khan said he might. I think it's going to be what um, one a week, maybe two a week. Sometimes that's obviously including the pay per view. so yeah, uh, all the items on the wall that you should say, oh yeah, well, it's, it's not WWE. The guys that run it, he likes. Um, he, he'll be actually getting booked correctly and properly, and he has. A, he'll probably have a say as well on how he gets booked. He'll have great matches. It's everything about it screams yeah, 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 great. But I just, I just think he's always made it clear he's done with wrestling. He hates wrestling. I just can't see it personally. <laughs> Uh, I think so, it's me trying to surprise myself as well for when it does play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I think the whole night everyone's going to be waiting, just waiting for you. Look in my eyes! <laughs> That's what they'll be waiting, wait, everybody will listen about for. <laughs> right, so, another, so Sean Spears has secured WWE Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard as his manager stroke executive advisor. Yeah, they're, um, I was surprised by this. I mean, uh, it might, might make a bit of sense then. I think obviously with um, obviously going back with Cody's Cody's legacy, so you can build into this yeah. uh, as well. Simple with a booking, um, and obviously Cody then can have Goldust as well as or oh, sorry Dustin Rose, I should say. You can even have Dustin looking after obviously looking after Cody being in Cody's corner for that match at uh, all out. So a lot of simple um, great booking there. I think. And I think uh, I think it will help Sean Spears as well. 
Do you think they don't think he's a very good talker? I mean, I've never really heard him cut too many promos. I, thinking, I, can't, I can't think of it. I know he does the 10 stuff, but I can't remember him doing a promo about the 10 stuff, which kind of just happened. Yeah, so it can help. And to be fair, just because he can't cut great promos now, I used to say, you know, a bit of help <clears> can. I mean, you can always get better at, obviously, cutting promos. It's never, you never, you never obviously pet from the start, so. Yeah, and Tully back in the day, he was great at promos. So if you're not getting. He was on par, probably in the horse for horsemen with Ric Flair, in all them legendary promos back in the day. So. so we both agree that MJF will be a key part of AEW going forward um, on Friday. Oh a- yeah, hundred. Okay. So I was going to say hundred percent. I mean, I'd love, I loved everything about him from from day one, but obviously in, in, in AEW, I think on the heel, he's one of the best in the whole of the, uh, in the whole of the rest of the industry, and I think he's just such a great heel, and also by the way as well, that AEW booked him very correctly as well, loving the fact that I'm really intrigued to see where they go with him and Cody, yeah. uh, him obviously being pally to him, um, I think some of the storyline telling already has been great, and it's been largely around Cody, because I love the fact, I've always loved the fact um one thing I do like about storyline ten as well, when when superstars have a lot going on, it's not just circus days in one feed. I like the fact that you've got that, but you've also got another one kind of in the background. If that makes sense, so I've always been I've always been a big fan of that, and I like the way they've kind of done that recently in, in WWE as well. With Shane McMahon having sort of ongoing feuds with sort of almost three, four different wrestlers, yeah. I think that helps <laughs> as well. Being a heel that you really do rub people up the wrong sort of way. So I like the way that he obviously had his feud with the Miz, and never came to a kind of a conclusion. Uh, obviously had his range one going on and then the KO one was starting up so um, and, uh, I think MJF and Covey Cody's kind of been the same with the ones he's got going on obviously with Sean Spears uh, the way he's kind of got this MJF thing going on which you, you won't see what's going to happen there and obviously uh, we've seen obviously with the Dustin Rhodes and, and the Unbucks and what have you so um, but I think yeah, MJF he's going to be a, he's going to be a huge huge part of uh, AEW going forward for sure yeah, it's on Friday. Um, AEW released a video of, of on Twitter and on the YouTube channel announcing that MGF has signed a new multi-year contract extension with the company. So that's great news. Yeah, really, really big news. And um, I think, um, yeah, he's he'd be hot property for them for sure going forward. Yeah, um, so, so with three shows into AEW, has it lived up to your expectations so far? I think... Um, Double or nothing, certainly. Double or nothing blew me out of the water. Yeah. Great start. Gave me real optimism. There was just such a buzz around. Obviously, you could tell around the building, the show itself, post-show. Uh, people, obviously, across... Obviously, seeing the buzz across social media. Friends met. It was just great seeing friends message me saying, haven't watched wrestling for years. AEW, explain. Because mm. uh, I've just seen a vi- I've just seen a video of the Cody... Dustin match and there's blood everywhere he goes I want to watch this is it worth buying and so I think that was that's always been their game as well isn't it to get wrestling fans back into loving wrestling so yeah they were uh, trying because um, wasn't it like 7 million watching Raw and Smack <coughs> Raw and Nitro back in the day so and yeah. now there's only 2 million watching Raw so that means there's 12 million wrestling fans that have stopped watching wrestling since the 90s exactly it's, it will get it will get buzz it will get people watching is there areas they can improve in of course there is there they've only done what four shows 
it would be it, it, it would just be impossible if they hit every show out of the park where there wasn't areas to critique or what have you or areas they can improve on. But what I will say is I think every show's I don't want to say the phrase has got worse because that's not I think they I think as the fact that Double Life was so good. It, obviously, the other two shows weren't as great, but I think obviously, given the fact that it wasn't, they weren't technically pay-per-views. If that makes sense. No, I think, um, I think I think the two other shows have been very much about introducing characters and setting up storylines for All Out rather than yeah. Home. So that the more yeah. like how I think the TV show will be. Yeah, which would be great if they are, because it still does have a bit of a feel to it. Um, I think as well. I, I, I think the commentary's been fine. Um, I, th- I think that's all been great. Uh, obviously, yeah. I think, and I think in the little touches they've done as well. I think they mentioned on show previously. I like the way they actually give the rest of the names. Um, they actually give them relevance as well. Um, so I've really, uh, I've liked that aspect. They've obviously got their comedy levels right, along with the seriousness. Um, so so far. So great, uh, as I say, Dublin, I think, blew me at the water. The other two shows, I didn't leave, obviously, absolutely buzzing after watching them as I did after Dublin, I think, but it still gave me confidence, and I think, like all of us, I really, 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 really want this to succeed. And I'm still sure, and I think, I think all that will be absolutely great. I yes. think, um, I think, yeah, I think all that will be, I think that'll be their best show. I've heard, I've heard a lot of wrestling fans saying that they aren't developing storylines very well but I think we're so conditioned to how WWE do things that where everything's done through TV but AEW are doing a lot of things like independent wrestling does so they're doing a lot of things on YouTube through Twitter because they've only had the two shows so they've had to do things differently and you may have to watch um, being the elite to catch up on some of the storylines yeah, I I think um, I think as well. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of crypts and bounds. Well, Hangman Page has he been booked that great? And yeah, I think we are also used to do how the way WWE things do how WWE do storylines. And I think this day and age, we should stop times to change. And I think yeah, I think obviously with with social media and everything these days, you've got to take advantage of it with both hands. And I firmly believe that. Obviously, that's, that's, that's the success, I believe, of progress and evolve, or because they do adapt to modern times. Yeah, I, I do agree that Page hasn't been booked great. I would have had him, even though I thought his match with Kip Sabian was really good, uh, in Fight for the Fallen, I think he should have had a convincing win over a bigger name, like somebody like Christopher Daniels, rather than just be yeah, up and cover. Because he only just beat Kip Sabian. It was, only, was it, nine, it was in the 19 minutes of a 20 minute time limit match. So it wasn't a convincing win. Yeah, I think it's the same. Maybe, obviously, because they, they kind of did the same with Cody and Derby. They wanted to keep both men looking strong. So whether it's they got big plans for Kip Sabian, uh, which I personally think is a bit too soon because he's still quite young. Yeah. And still hasn't got a huge background going into AW. I think mean, AW needs to take advantage of your, your biggest well-known stars. I think, um, but yeah, I think he could have. They could have maybe even beaten them a bit more. Not saying bury, not saying a squash match by any stretch, but yeah, it could have been a bit more convincing of a win. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, or as you say, or, or a bigger, or a bigger name like Chris Daniels would have probably been the the better one to do. Yeah, I could I could recognisable name that all the Americans know rather than up and coming British guy, which only people over here will know really. So, um, I, I kind of want. Yeah, they've done havoc. Oh yeah, I I, I did think havoc. So he's well, obviously well known in America. Um, so I think Havoc would have been maybe a better option to go down. Yeah, just, just anyone that just just a convincing win would have done. I just have a five to ten, five to seven minute convincing win rather than a nineteen minute. It's good. I say it was a good match. I really enjoyed the match, but just I think it needed to be more convinced. Convince another win going into yeah. the big championship match. So, but what they have. Um, Built brilliantly is the Moxie versus Omega with the the two beat downs at the end of each show. I'm so excited for this match. Have they made? Have they announced it as a stipulation yet? No, I think it's just a singles match. Okay. Um, well, I think it'll be. Yeah, this will be my. I reckon this will be match the night. Um, and this is what we wanted, Moxie and AW up against one of the best wrestlers in the world in Kenny Omega. Uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't enjoyed the story on this one, given that you've had, obviously, as you say, you've only got a couple of shows to actually build on. Yeah. They've done it perfect with Moxie's debut, throwing Omega off, and then Omega getting his revenge at um, Fighter Fest. So, yeah, and I think, I imagine we'll see a bit on YouTube as well, previewing the fight. But this will be, I reckon, match tonight for sure, all out. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be the seven-star match we've been waiting because Omega hasn't put on a clinic yet. So I'm just, I think, I think this will be it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, this will be Kenny Omega's one to prove that he is the best. I reckon. So regular listeners know you're a huge fan of um, tag team wrestling. So what are you expect? What do you want to see from the tag team tournament? I think. Um, I mean, I I hope that we see. It's all well and good saying I want Lucha Bros. You can have the Lucha Bros. or the um, obviously the Young Bucks winning, which I think would be great. But I'd like to see more. I'd just like to see a lot of great matches as a whole. Just I was hoping, obviously, we don't, we don't see any squash matches, which I don't think we will. But I'm just excited for the whole tournament. But I would like it to be uh, an up and coming team as opposed to well known teams. Uh, and then that's what personally I'd like to see out of the tournament. But you've got so many. I mean, you've, you've obviously you've got even got the uh, the private party. You've got um, best friends. There's so many uh, a great boy, tags. A boy in his dinosaur. Like. Hey? A boy in his dinosaur. Yeah, a boy in his dinosaur. Um, I mean, there's just so many. What's I? I mean, my the team I would like. To um, see, when I mentioned obviously with the Young Bucks and um, I've got the, the Young Bucks and and, and, uh, and the Lucha Bros. Whilst that will be an amazing ladder match, I'd like to see it be a. Um, uh, and I think the team I'd like to go for is the Dark Order, yes. given how um, just given how well they've been booked, they've added a lot of. Um, oh, I think they'll be perfect stuff because obviously they've made an impression right since obviously all. Uh, Double, I think. So I think they'll be the perfect. I think they'll be the perfect contenders to win uh, the titles at the first show. Yeah, I kind of agree. As I say, I, I'm slightly obsessed with Luchasaurus at the moment, so I'd love to see a boy in his dinosaur <laughs> get the win there. So, um, how about the women's division? Um, 
Do you want them to start off with just the main women's title? Do you think they should start with tag title straight away? Um, I think uh, no, I think it's a good idea. Obviously, them building a TV sort of side around it. So I think you need, I think they've done this part correctly. I think you need to establish tag teams because uh, I think you need to establish tag teams. They put them in the tournaments. A great idea, and then. Um, and take it from there, really. I think you had to get a lot of titles straight away on board, which um, they've done again. They've done well announcing it, what the title looks like at the first major show. Yeah. So it builds to it. And now, yeah, I think it's all been done correctly, in all honesty. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I hope they have. Oh, I don't... So I'm, I'm loving all the Joshi wrestlers. And I don't know, Brie Priestley is one of my favourites. And Britt Brit Baker. Britt Baker? Is Britt Baker? Yeah, yeah, Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. jumped up my head. I forgot her name. I, th- I think Britt Baker will be the inaugural champion. I think they seem to be wanting to build a division around her. Yeah, um, I think. They, well, they've got obviously got the story. Obviously, got Brandy siding with um, Awesome Kong, mm. uh, which I think that would be a big, big dictating on what's happening but uh, again this has actually been a bit of kind of a bit of criticism I've seen that people say it's not strong enough the women's division so I think they've done well not firing a title just yet I think you need to uh, say put up names put up stars maybe try and increase the women's division if they can and then maybe put a title in the, at the next big show after all out potentially you could even be able to sign them yeah so, so what are your hopes for Wednesday Night Dynamite um, I just hope that, I mean, really, just obviously more, um, I think just obviously, I think just obviously like you expect from any sort of almost go-home show, just to get us into a, uh, obviously into a mood for the pay-per-view, like, so obviously have a lot of, you just want to say a lot of unanswered questions answered, but just general excitement really going into it, I want to obviously, yeah, just obviously have that excitement, have the buzz, if people are saying I'm not being booked well, answer those questions and just yeah just a general excitement feel going into all out yeah I, I, I think with the weekly show I think they need to look at NXT and MLW and, and places like that where they book matches weeks in advance they tell you about them and then they build to their matches rather than say well next week we've got this well, you've got no how long is matches. their show going to be their weekly show I, I, I think it's two hours so, yeah, that makes sense. Two hours would be good. A few commercials as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying if they, they book the matches, say in two weeks this match is going to happen, then you've got another week to build to that match and get more excitement. Is it going to be live there, weekly shows? I think so. I think, I think initially it will be definitely yeah, live. So, and we get, we, I think it's going to be an ITV4 here. So. Quality. Hmm. Three weekly shows as well. I mean, they're going to knock WWE out of the park, I think, when they get through. Especially WWE's moving to BT as well. Yeah, I was saying, I'm, I barely watch Raw and SmackDown as it is, so when you move, I've done have BT, so I definitely wouldn't see it at all. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but no, I um, know oh that'd be great. I'm looking forward to when it does go to, to TV. Where is it? October time, isn't it? October 8th or 9th, I think. Oh, not far from when Spatman uh, moves to Fox as well. No, yeah. But um, WWE apparently putting um, NXT on Fox opposite it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I. Yeah, Just that. that one week? No. It's going to be it's going to be on um, Fox. I can't remember the channel off the top of my head. To, to counter AEW, they're going to stop putting NXT on Fox Sport Network, I think. Oh, wow. So, it, even if they just grab a percentage of the viewers... Because they are the two like hardcore wrestling fan shows, NXT and AEW. So yeah. I think they could grab a lot of viewers if they work it right. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen Alicia too, and you're listening to me on Broken But Glorious. Shall we finish on our all-out predictions then? So Yeah, definitely, definitely. So who will be the inaugural AEW world champion? Uh, yeah, I think you've got. I think we've said this on the show before, but whoever, who, I mean, it would just be such a logical decision. I think had one of the biggest stars in the wrestling industry still in good shape at the moment has to be Chris Jericho, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think Chris Jericho. Even if he just has a just holds it till around Christmas, not have a really long run with it, it'll bring some prestige to it, and then have. I don't know if he loses it to Adam Page or he loses it to Kenny Omega, maybe. Just do a rematch of a Wrestle Kingdom match from a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to leave Moxley versus Omega to last. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> got Best Friends versus The Dark Order. The winner will get a bye in the tag team tournaments. Yeah, I, I, think, the, I, think, I think Dark Order... I think I deserve, just uh, love the way they've been booked. I want it to be the Dark Order, and I think they probably will, because I think they've just been booked so well. Yeah. It'll keep them, it'll keep them going. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, again, we're not doing very well here, because I completely agree with you as well. So. <laughs> there right, we go. Then we have um, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match for the AAA World Tag Team Championships, or AAA. The why I call them the AAA, the Triple H Tag Team Championships. <laughs> uh, I think, um, I think yeah, the Young Bucks. Uh, they've obviously had a, they've had a few wins on there. I think it will keep them going. It will keep them looking strong. Keep them looking like they're one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, so yeah, I think the Young Bucks. But I'm, I'm so excited for this match as well. This will be. Uh, there's tag team wrestling, which already gets me excited. You throw ladders in there and. Yeah, you can't go wrong in my opinion. No, it's going to be a great match. Yeah, I don't I, see I, too many tag team ladder matches around these days as well. Um, I think it's just I think they're the great, the best concept for a for a tag team match as well. Like with using the ladders, I'm not sure. Obviously, I think you had ladder matches. You've got to use them more for other big like multi man matches or for tag teams rather than single matches. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think the Lucha Brothers, I can't see it. They've only just won these titles back from the Leon Bucks, so I can't see them losing them straight away. So, um, yeah, then we have um, Cody versus Sean Spears with Tolly Bronchard. There's no no step on this either, it just says singles match. I'm getting all this from Wikipedia, so. <laughs> so um, they, they may. I would go for, um, I'd go for Sean Spears. I think he needs, um, I think he needs the uh, the big win. I think um, see um, he was one who almost instigated the feud. I think it, it would be almost a bit like WWE booking if Sean Spears doesn't win. So I think Sean Spears needs the win. And um, yeah, I hope that 
maybe someone, uh, maybe an MJF potentially comes up and screws Cody as well. Maybe we start to see like a new faction on that on our, on our hands. So, oh, well, especially after all that, obviously they were in that tag match and they didn't acknowledge it. They were obviously quite aggressive towards each other. So, um, yeah, I hope. Well, I hope Sean Spears wins it one way or another. But yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think Sean Spears will win, and that and then that will move Cody into a, a heel turn. He's been quite facey-ish at the moment. I think he's been booked as a face, but he's doing very heelish things. But that, that, I think this loss of Spears will cement a heel turn. Because Brandy can't make up her mind what she wants to be because she's a face when she's with Cody and then she's a heel when she wrestles by herself. So. Yeah, it's a bit like um, Stephanie McMahon, Brandy, isn't it? It couldn't yeah. be more like her. Like, <laughs> face when it comes to obviously dealing with all of the fantastic stuff that they do outside of the, the industry, but then is a, a twat on the screen. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, but no, I, um, I don't want Cody to be healed. I, I want him to, to stay as face. <laughs> right, then. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Um, I'm going to go for... Um, <laughs> oh, it's tough on this. Well, I'm going to go for Moxley. I think Moxley needs... It's Moxley's first official... Mate, I know Moxley obviously had a title, Joey Janela. I, I would go for Moxley. Yeah, I think I think Moxley needs to win more than Ke- I think Kenny can eat a few losses at the beginning, and then they build him up to win the title at a later date. But I think Moxley needs to win on his first official match with the company. So. All right, so before we go, I want to send our congratulations to friend of the show Travis Huckabee, who's joined Shakara's Wrestle Factory as a coach, and he will give in his um, teaching his first class next month. So congratulations, Travis. Um, we have a partnership with powerslam.tv where you get a month's free access to over 110 promotions by using the, bro- the promo code broken free um, we have plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks and if you enjoy our show check us out on twitter it's at bbgwpod and if you want to send us any thoughts on the show um, email us at bbgwpod at gmail.com and check out our website brokenbookglorious.com Good night.